friends, Uncle Marv here, and welcome to a very special edition of the IT Business Podcast, where we help you with tips to run your business and provide IT support better, smarter, and faster. So this is an off day. I'm here late at my office, and I've got an electrician here that's changing out some of our lights. We're going from those overhead fluorescents to LED. That's another story. And I've got a cable guy that is finishing up some work. So I'm waiting for him to finish so that I can go collect the key for the client and turn it back in, all that good stuff. So I had finished up with some other work and I had some thoughts in my mind and figured I should get on here and share them. So the thoughts I'm going to share about today is offboarding clients. And I've hinted in a few shows that I've been offboarding clients. I've got one that has technically been offboarding for 18 months, and that should finish up this weekend. And then I have another client that was supposed to offboard in two weeks, and we are going on month number three. And I had a little experience over this past weekend that made me think about some stuff. And specifically, I had put a note uh, in my podcast notes about a social media post that I saw a while back. And the post read, why do some MSPs have to cause so much damage as they can before they leave for off-border client? And I was going to do something on that, and I don't remember what, but today I'm thinking, well, here's a good chance to talk about it. So, of course, you know, it's never easy to say goodbye to a customer. And I'm beginning to believe that the off the offboarding process is just as important as the onboarding process. So let me explain. So, of course, it is unfortunate to hear that other IT professionals, other MSPs cause damage before leaving a client, whether that's withholding information, shutting down services, or something worse. And it gives us all a bad name. And while I can't speak to the motivations of those other companies or professionals, I believe in being professional myself and having an ethical approach to offboarding And I think that's always the best course of action. So, of course, we all know offboarding a client should be done with care, consideration, and should have the goal of minimizing disruption and ensuring a smooth transition. I believe it's important to remember that the way you offboard a client can have a lasting impact on both your reputation and your relationships with other clients. Now, in the legal industry, a lot of my clients know each other, so that's one reason and one bit of motivation why I do some of the things that I do. So in my company, I always try to prioritize open communication, transparency, and a commitment to doing what's best for my clients. And I tell them this throughout every project. So if there's even a chance that going away from me and my business is better for their business, then we should part ways. They need to do what's right for them. So I always try to be upfront with them. Um, I believe that it's not just the right thing to do. It's a good business practice 
the clients appreciate that. So I have some thoughts here on offboarding a client in a way that leaves them with a positive impression. And I've got three steps here. And step number one is to express gratitude for the client's business and thank them while expressing your willingness to help with the transition process. So it's funny that the main reason I came up with this is, by the way, I have been fired. And I think that the best response to a client firing you is to remain professional and avoid responding emotionally. So thanking them for the business and showing them that you're willing to do whatever you need to do to help them with the transition is just going to put yourself in the best light possible. I mean, they still might not like you, but they'll remember it. And for clients that love you, And there's a separation, for instance, my clients are separating from me because they either merged or got bought by other companies. And it's not their choice. And I have to let them know, look, I understand. It's not personal. It's just the way it is. They either have an IT department or another MSP handling their stuff. So no big deal. Uh, The second thing is to create a standout offboarding process that provides an elevated client experience. That obviously begins with documentation in my mind. First of all, you got to have it. And the best thing for an incoming IT department or an incoming MSP is when they ask a question, you have an answer. The documentation comes in handy. So obviously keeping it up to date and easily accessible so that if they have a question, you can quickly provide them the answer. If it's a password, if it's documentation, how you did something, always be ready to have that available. And I think it's good when an incoming MSP or incoming IT department is not able, well, I don't know if I'm going to edit this out, but the, the phrase I was thinking of escaped me. But the bottom line is, is we want them to be happy with the process and to not make you look like you're holding things up or being difficult. And the more easily that you can provide them with what they need, the harder it is to make you look bad. The third thing is kind of hand in hand with number two, but uh, go gracefully. Continue providing resources or recommendations for services that may be helpful to the client. So I believe also in, you know, just doing everything possible to maintain that positive relationship. And there's a couple of reasons, you know, they're still going to be a valuable contact and could possibly provide referrals in the future. You all call me no marketing Marv for a reason. And one of those reasons is that my old clients still give me referrals, even the ones that I fired or that fired me because I try to give them the experience that, you know, IT support is done right and done proper. So, you know, maintaining that positive relationship with them leaves the door open for referrals down the road. Another reason that I've did that is, so the client that is offboarding, um, that is taking 18 months for them to offboard. They're finally getting ready to do that 
this upcoming weekend, and they are not local. They're actually from another state, and they're using smart hands to help with their onboarding and and bringing in new equipment, and they are literally pulling everything out from my clients. So we are are literally taking everything out. And in the beginning, they were just going to disconnect everything and leave it for recycling or somebody to pick up. And they actually reached out to me and asked if I knew of anybody that could come pick up the equipment. And when I asked them, well, who's going to wipe the drives? Who's going to, you know, properly dispose of that the way that it should be? And they were like, oh, we didn't think about that. Can you help with that? And of course I said, yes. So not only am I, you know, taking care of that for them, disposing of their data properly, I'm actually getting Every piece of equipment back, server, computers, phones, networking equipment, absolutely everything is coming back to my office. And in a sense, they're gifting it back to me and they're still paying me for my offboarding. So being able to coexist with them for the last 18 months, being available when they needed to, taking care of the client in the same way that I would as when I started with them, made that situation happen where the company is like, hey, if you can help us, you can have it. So that was good. The thing that happened this past weekend was the customer that got purchased. And these were the ones that when they got purchased at the end of January, they were told, well, it's just going to be a two-week process. So The IT department for this company, it's not an MSP, it's an actual internal IT department. They said it would just simply be two weeks. And I told you earlier, you know, we have now passed the two-month mark. We are starting month three. Well, something happened with the owner of the business where he knocked over his computer and it died. It came up, inaccessible boot device, and... It was Friday afternoon, probably 3 o'clock, 3.15, somewhere in that range. And instead of calling the new company, he called me. And he asked if I could fix that for him. And I said, well, I can, but don't you want the new company to do it? And he said, well, if it's taking them this long to onboard us when it was supposed to be two weeks, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to fix my computer. And... Bottom line is I went, picked up the computer Friday. The drive was dead. I was able to get them back up with a new image and we had uh, his documents and stuff stored in the cloud. So I just downloaded the documents back. So Monday morning, he was back up running and was absolutely giddy. The fact that he had his computer back and this company, it's funny because when he called me to say that they had been purchased, you know, he kind of hinted back then, you know, we wish we could still use you. And it actually became more evident when I brought, you know, the computer back Monday, had him up and running. Everybody in the office is, you know, we are trying to find a way to keep you supporting us. And I said, guys, the other company's right down the street. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. But the bottom line is it's it's three months later. This company should have been offboarded and they're still reaching out to me to help provide them support. And I don't expect that to last, but it's just nice to know that they're still thinking of me and still appreciative 
of all the things that I gave them. So that's it. Those are my three things when it comes to offboarding. You know, thank them for their business. Uh, be willing to help with the transition process. Create a process that, you know, leaves them at wow. Uh, and then go gracefully. But do everything possible to remain that, uh, maintain that positive relationship. And uh, that's it. So thank you for tuning in to the IT Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. If you have any questions or topics that you would like covered in future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via the website at itbusinesspodcast.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn or the Facebook. And if you're a new listener, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. And until then, holla.